You're listening to the Cairo Basics Podcast, the show dedicated to chiropractic practice success. Here's your host, Nick Fisher. All right, chiropractors, welcome back to another episode. Today, we have Dr. Stephen Franson from The Remarkable Practice. Uh, I'm super excited to have him. He has a great group um, of super successful practices, and I just want to give him a chance to introduce himself. Hey, Nick. I appreciate you asking me to jump in here, man. Um, I love wherever more than one chiropractor get in the same room. We'll talk chiropractic and talk about chiropractic success. And uh, I'm sure that we're going to have a great conversation and hopefully it's going to resonate with your audience. And uh, if even one person reports back that, man, I heard something, one nugget, one gem during that interview with Franzen that made all the difference, uh, man, it was worth it. So thanks so much for creating the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I, I follow your guys' stuff. Um, I've listened to your podcast. I, I see your videos. Um, I'm super excited to chat with you because you guys have some really good concepts and material that I think could really help all the doctors out there trying to grow and build the successful practices. So, you know, before before we jump into you know that material, I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about your backstory. Like, what got you into the chiropractic space? What led to the the remarkable practice group and yeah, kind of tell us your story. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that you found us through our podcast, which is the remarkable CEO podcast. Um, I'm always remiss. I should say that in the front end of all these interviews, because uh, so many people find us through the podcast, but yeah, Dr. Pete Camiolo and I do the remarkable CEO podcast for chiropractors, uh, which is for specifically for doctors who are looking to turn their job into a business, right? And for them to make that ascension from being the owner operator to being the CEO. So uh, I'm sure we'll get into the into that as we get into the meat of our conversation. But uh, you know, to answer your question on my backstory, thumbnail sketch is uh, practicing chiropractor for 23 years in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, my wife, uh, Camilla Franson is, um, I should say Dr. Camilla Franson is also a chiropractor. Uh, we met in the first month of uh, our four year studies at Life University. Uh, we've been together ever since that first date, uh, and she's been by my side and been my partner in all things as we've just created uh, multiple, multiple awesome, very successful businesses inside of the chiropractic ecosystem. Um, I would say the first uh, was our the original Remarkable Practice, which is our practice in Beverly, Massachusetts, just north of Boston. Uh, Camilla and I were blessed. We we ran an extraordinary, really successful practice that, you know, I'll credit the success of the practice to a commitment to the chiropractic principle, um, delivering excellent uh, clinical outcomes and results. We're serious, hardcore clinicians, um, really committed to patient education and empowering people and equipping people to really influence their health trajectory. Uh, and then I'm the systems guy. That's my moniker. So we systematized everything so we could create great scalability and durability, right? So um, I build world-class teams. That's my superpower. Uh, and a big part of that was our super successful, robust, uh, associate doctor program. So we had 17, uh, excuse me, we had 39 associate doctors over about a 17 year period. Uh, and I like to say it's not cause I'm a terrible boss and they'd quit and I had to replace them, but, uh, we had like a two year apprenticeship, uh, where we had interns coming in to compete, to get on what we called the totem pole. And we would raise up and groom and train and develop these docs into just remarkable chiropractors. So. It was a uh, exam DC, and then they became a junior DC, and then became a senior DC, and then we launched them out into the world. So uh, that's where I fell in love with training 
chiropractors and coaching chiropractors and developing chiropractors and teaching them our remarkable systems. Uh, so that's where the remarkable practice coaching program was, was birthed. Uh, we eventually sold the practice as the remarkable practice just took off. And we now have thousands of chiropractors around the world in our ecosystem. Uh, and we've been blessed again. So we have this extraordinary business where we're really getting to not just change the inflection uh, or the trajectory of the health of people in just one community, uh, but now thousands of communities around the world. So um, absolutely, um, I'm the happiest guy you're going to talk to today. <laughs> That's a phenomenal story. I love to hear that you lived and breathed and built this system before you, you know, brought it into the coaching space because it been, became a proven model, right? You were able to work with chiropractors all over, regardless of the stages that they were in and really nurture them to become super successful, remarkable chiropractors. Yep. And not just chiropractors, but chiropractic teams. Um, you know, one of the things that we teach in the remarkable practice is you don't have to be awesome at everything. You got to build a team that's awesome at everything. Right. So, um, I think that that's probably our secret sauce, uh, as we actually, uh, help these doctors take that job that they love and turn it into a business that they love. Yeah, I love that. So, um, you know, obviously you work with lots of doctors in your program and lots of, you know, practices. What is like some of the biggest challenges that you see chiropractors facing in growing a successful practice? You know, it really depends on where they are in their career, right? So a uh, perfect opportunity to introduce a concept, a construct, a structure um, that we developed to organize the conversation that everybody's trying to have uh, in chiropractic, really, frankly, in all small businesses, right? So we call it the four seasons, right? So there are four seasons to the chiropractic career. There's launch, build, scale, and exit, right? So launch is the first year in practice, right? So the first year out. Build is when you're an established practice, but you are the owner operator. In other words, you're the sole practitioner. You're the only person in that practice that's delivering healthcare. Then there's scale. You move into scale once you have multiple practitioners delivering healthcare, so multiple chiropractors, whether that's through partnership or through associate doctors. And then the fourth and final season is the exit season, which is where you are looking for your successor and you're looking to make a graceful and profitable exit. So, you know, honestly, uh, what you see is there's different challenges that come with each of these four seasons. So, you know, we could have some fun and just sort of take a um, <laughs> take a trip through those four seasons and talk about some of the, I would say, pitfalls or gaps uh, that we see that are most common in each of those, if, that, if you think that would serve you know, this conversation well. Yeah, I, I love it. So the four seasons are, just to reiterate, launch, build, scale, and exit. So those are the Correct. four seasons. And the challenges that you face as a doctor is going to change based on where you're at in your practice. So I think we just start from the top and work our way, our way down. So stage one is launch, the beginning phase of that practice. What are some of the biggest challenges you see there? So um, doctors show up and they always have lots of, <laughs> lots of challenges, right? Uh, but we want to we slay the dragon that's keeping them from growing and going, right? So uh, most commonly in launch, first year out, let's face it, you ain't got nothing but time, right? Everybody's broke. They don't have any money, right? So what ends up happening is you have this, what we call the money gap, right? And the money gap is I don't have the money that I need to do the marketing that I need to do to attract the new patients that I need to bring into the office to have new revenues. So I have no money. So I do new, no marketing. So I have new pay, no patients. So I have no new revenue. So I have no money. So I do. And you can see how it turns into this vicious cycle, right? This 
like an eddy in the growth cycle of a practice, right? So they get caught in the money gap, right? So, um, you know, the, the, that's a real problem. It's a real issue. And undercapitalization is the reason that nine out of 10 businesses fail in their first five years, right? So um, what we've got to be able to do is we've got to take a look at the other resources that we do have. So we all have four limited resources, Nick, right? So every human has four limited resources, time, energy, focus, and money. And if you have no money, guess what? You have most likely have time, energy, and focus, right? So you've got to use those three resources to generate new patients. And those, the generation of those new patients turns into new revenue, which you can then reinvest some of that new revenue into doing some of the right marketing that will help amplify the business, right? This is something in the remarkable practice we teach. It's called the slingshot system, right? So let's just back it all the way back to, okay, oh, so great, Franson, but I'm broke. I have no money. So how do I take my time, energy, and focus and turn it into new patients? Well, we teach something called the referral machine, right? So it's all about you know, recognizing that every single one of the people that you know, they don't even have to be your patient, anybody that you interact with, you know, they are most likely struggling with something with their health or somebody that they know or love right now is struggling with their health. They have a spine and they have a nervous system, right? So in other words, they need you, right? So ultimately, we've got to master the ability to help a person understand why they should come in to see you. And you need to be trained up very specifically on really how to generate referrals out of vapor whether it's a relationship from outside of your practice and just in your dealings outside of your practice or from inside of your practice. And there are very specific ways to address that, but there's, we've identified 54 opportunities in the first four months specifically to how to ask for referral and generate referrals into the practice, right? So, you know, exploring those are probably outside the scope of this conversation, but rest assured when you hear me say, 54 opportunities in the first four months of a relationship to ask for referral, you do this right, and you're going to see an additional 15, 20, 25 new patient referrals a month, every month coming into your practice. We built our practice on that, and we averaged probably 30, 35 new patient referrals every month, month in and month out. And most of that is generated, those referrals, specifically internal referrals, are generated at no cost or at low cost. So it's a great way for doctors to get some traction, get some activity going into the, uh, into the practice, getting some early wins, some revenue, and some momentum. Yeah, that's big, especially in the early stages when you don't have a lot of money and you're trying to, you know, drive patients into the practice and get some traction uh, that'll end up coming into the slingshot system so you can start earning money and then reinvesting that money to into marketing and other activities that are going to help continue to grow the practice. Um, I love that. So the biggest hurdle in, in the launch phase is really just limited resources, typically in the financial sec section of the business uh, and trying to get traction early on to kind of fix that problem. Um, does that all sound correct? Yep. You're nailing it, man. You want a job? You can come and work with us and help coach <laughs> the system. I'll teach you the system that works. Oh, I love it. Um, so then the next stage uh, is the build stage. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. What are some of the biggest challenges you see once you kind of get past that first launch season of the practice? Yeah, most docs that are find themselves in build, they're usually in their second year of practice or beyond, right? But what's key to understand is you're, you're an established practice, you're, but you're the owner operator, which means you're the only provider in there, right? So most docs feel like, oh yeah, that, you know, this is where I've experienced success, you know, some great success. Most love their job. They love the work, right? So that's the challenge with most doctors at this place in their career is like, I love the work and I love to work, you know, but the truth is, is you're about two or three questions away from them admitting, you know what? I don't own a business at all. I own, I own a job, right? So 
you know, at this point, this is a great point of exposure uh, for them. And what they recognize is, man, I just, you know, I, I'm doing everything. It's all up to me, right? So the up to me part uh, is, you know, usually a, a sign and a signal that they are probably feeling a bit overwhelmed and they also feel exposed, right? They recognize, man, God forbid anything ever happened to me, or maybe I want to be home for bedtime or even dinner time, right? So I know my kids, maybe crazy idea, maybe let's take vacations. But the problem is, is when you do that, you got to shut her down, right? So there's a big gap here in like team building. And I'll say part one in build is just feeling like you can create some level of scale. So everything doesn't have to be up to you. Like any growth wouldn't be just more work for you, more time for you, more overwhelm for you. So you've got to learn how to build a world-class team, right? So we've created this system um, called the four rights where it's, like I said, you don't have to be awesome at everything. You have to build a team that's awesome at everything. And you take this through this trajectory, these stages in a, with a very specific plan as to who you add to your team and in what order and at what level or at what point, for example, time or revenue or complexity, what have you. So, you know, it's all about getting the right person in the right seat, doing the right work the right way. And the way we teach these doctors to do this is they're leveraging reporting systems and meeting rhythms. In other words, scorecards and KPIs in such a way that everything is tied to revenue and growth. So there's no risk. You're always winning, right? So as you're going and growing, you're not overwhelmed with overhead. You're investing in building out a team that's going to help you reach your goals, right? So I think that the, the second um, in the build season, the most common gap here is in team building. The inability to put together the right team, a team that doesn't feel like you're just adding more payroll and overhead and killing your profit, but rather being able to invest in building the team that's going to help you reach your goals and you'll uh, you know, enjoy enormous profit. Yeah, I loved how you put it where instead of owning a job, it's owning a business. How do you transition from being the, having the entire business revolve around your presence and your time and your energy versus being able to rely and build a successful team that can get some of that work off your plate so you can do things like take vacations or if you got COVID and you're out for a couple of weeks or whatever the case is, um, you're able, the business can you know, continue and thrive without being so heavily reliant as you as the doctor doing every little task necessary to keep the doors open. That's right. And that way of practicing is exhausting, very stressful, right? And you have no peace of mind, right? So, you know, we are, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. The difference between owning a job and owning a business is businesses are scalable, they're durable, and they're eventually transferable, right? So scalability implies that you've got systems in place so that you can scale, you know, and you can leverage other people, systems, and technology to give more, love more, serve more, make a bigger impact and make a bigger income, right? So that's, that's the first step. The second step brings you into the scale season of your career, which is when you actually add durability. Now, durability means you can give more, love more, serve more, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, even in your absence, Right. This means that you've built out a practice that doesn't solely rely on you as the only practitioner. In other words, either adding a partner or partners or associate doctors. Right. So, you know, big advocate of associate doctors and doing this right. When you do it right, it's a giant win, win, win. Right. So it's super tricky to do this. And I'd say this is the third most common gap as we come into scale is these doctors' inability to establish that durability by bringing on doctors that they know that they can trust to continue the work even in their absence. You know, ultimately docs in scale, what they're looking for is they want to go and grow, but they don't want to, again, put it all on their back, right? They want to go and grow and they want to make a bigger impact and a bigger income, 
but it can't just mean more work for them. So bringing in an associate doctor usually means an increase in capacity, right? In other words, to be able to serve more people, right? It also means an increase in peace of mind because you know you're not the only DC in there. It's a most likely you're looking to claw back some time freedom, right? So when you bring on an associate doctor, once you have that doctor, associate doctor onboarded and trained up and equipped, now you've, you're buying your time back, right? So you're freeing up your time where, you know, yes, you could be the one that's been leaning over all the bodies. And I know we love it. I know we, we love to take care of patients, but we all know there's a big difference between getting to adjust patients and having to adjust patients, right? So I love adjusting patients. I love caring for patients. I never gave that up. I never owned my practice for one day without being one of the lead docs, but I certainly wasn't adjusting all the patients, right? So, and I freed up the two thirds of my time so that I could, number one, be a better husband, be a better father and, you know, get, get to the gym, be able to go surfing, you know, do having an actual, what we call a remarkable life. And then I could also be the CEO developing my team and developing our marketing and developing our systems further. Um, and frankly, developing my doctors so that they can be even more extraordinary. Yeah, I, I love that. That definitely changes your mindset as a business owner is being able to make the business and put it in a place that's going to thrive and succeed without you having to touch every patient and you do every task and building a team and scaling with associates and all the things that are going to help you grow. Um, so that, that covers the first three stages or the three seasons. And then the fourth season is exit. Um, so talk about that a little bit, like, uh, you know, some of the biggest challenges when you go from being the single doc building and scaling, and then all of a sudden now you're kind of maybe wanting to exit the the business. You're at the end of your career, you're looking to retire or you want to take some time off or whatever the case is. And you're kind of making that transition. What are some of the challenges that chiropractors face when, it, when they're, when they're seeing the end of the, the tunnel there for, for that practice? Uh, well, really the challenges in exit actually prove the rest of the model, right? So, because at the end of the day, unfortunately, too many chiropractors try to go through their entire career in three seasons. They try to go from launch to build to exit. And the truth is, is that build does not exit well because nobody wants to buy your job, right? So too many chiropractors find themselves in a lot of pain at the very end. And number one, they can't find a buyer. Or if they do find a buyer, it's a fire sale. Like nobody gets the value that they think they have. I mean, you could spend 20, 30, 40 years building this practice that you think is X number of dollars of value, but no one in the marketplace does because they, they, they don't want to buy your job. You know, ultimately, the best thing to do is to take that job and turn it into a business. So take a season in scale and take your practice to the point where it is actually a business that people will compete to buy. Right. So if you build a business that people can look at and be able to say, wow, I'm actually buying a business here. I'm not just replacing you in this job. That's where you're going to see three, four, five times the multiplier, the value for that business when you go to exit. So I would say that the biggest gap there is unfortunately the one that they find out at the very end, man, this is not really what I thought it was going to be. I didn't, I thought this process was going to be easier. I'm really exposed here because I'm trying to sell a job and nobody wants to buy it. I don't really have a business to sell. So that's the first and most obvious um, answer that I have there. This is like, okay, take a beat, um, invest some time, turn that job into a business, take it to scale, and then exit it. And it exits so much better. The, if somebody has actually done this and created a business and they move into exit, the biggest gap there is they don't 
understand how to structure this, right? They don't know how to find a buyer. They don't know how to put the, the deal together, et cetera. Um, and there are real corporate strategies, corporate structure strategies and tax strategies that you need to be able to implement in order to not only optimize the asking price and the sales price, but also to optimize how much you keep in the deal, right? In your pocket, you know, just give it all up to taxes. So um, there's some serious legal um, uh, intricacies to this process. To, so to be able to exit gracefully and profitably, you certainly need some help here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, you put it really well when you said nobody wants to buy your job because otherwise, why would they? You know, there's not going to be an interest level there. There's not going to be a huge ROI for them. Where if you have the right systems in place, if you have the right partners in place, the right butts and seats, the right team members that are built out, uh, the 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 business is much more self sustaining. So someone is much more apt to actually want to invest and actually purchase the business. There's something there that's actually more valuable for them in the long run. Um, I think that was really really well put. Thanks, man. And the truth is, is that docs come to us in any of three categories when it comes to exit. There's somebody who's like, I want to exit immediately. In other words, less than 18 months out from wanting to sell. Okay. So that group of people we call the ASAP group, as soon as possible group, or I nickname them the holy shit group, right? So it's like, I got to sell this practice, right? So, um, and that's usually how that conversation goes, right? So there are very specific things they need to do so they don't get beat up. Uh, in this process, and they can and they can do this as gracefully as possible, right? Then there is the group that's somewhere between eighteen months and thirty six months from wanting to exit. So let's call it three years out from wanting to sell your business, and you're recognizing, wow, I need to put together a plan here. I need an exit strategy and a plan. So we'll take those doctors through um, a, a very specific program to help them optimize that experience, right? So not only finding. Uh, a, a buyer and knowing what they're selling and understanding the readiness of their business and what it takes to get there, et cetera, et cetera. But how to leverage some of the options you have as far as co corporate structure and tax strategy. That's really a critical thing, right? So um, they're really in what we consider um, the sweet spot, okay? And then there's those that are more than three years out from selling. Um, and I call this group um, the catbird seat, right? So because they actually get to build it to sell it. Everybody Everybody loves to quote Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, right? So what does that mean? This is exactly what it means. <laughs> begin with your exit in mind, recognizing whether you're three years away or 33 years away from wanting to sell your business. One day you will be selling your business. Begin with the end in mind. Why not understand what's going to bring the greatest asset value and market price, right? What's going to put the most money in your pocket when you, when you sell it and reverse engineer it? Just build it backwards, right? So, which is how I run my businesses now. I have five businesses now, all inside of the chiropractic space, right? So each of these, you know, I'm teaching what we practice, right? So recognizing I, one web point, I'm going to sell all of these businesses. So I've got to reverse engineer what I would consider a giant win when it comes to my exit. Yeah, said having a vision for what that looks like in the future for you and your, as a doctor and as for your business and your people, um, and I think that's a good segue into the re I think you have a resource regarding the vision and helping doctors kind of set, get, get a clear idea of where they want to go with their practice and setting those goals. Is that right? Yeah, perfect. So, um, I wrote a book, uh, it's the remarkable practice. So this is, this is the definitive guide to creating the remarkable practice, but it's really creating a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, uh, which means that you're going to create the business that will support your remarkable life, not compete with it. Right. So. This book is special to me because I wrote it for my son, Sam, 
my son is 18. He says he wants to be a chiropractor, which is just awesome. So uh, I said, all right, that's it. I finally have the impetus to write a book. So I wrote this for him, but everybody gets to read it. Okay. So um, I'll, I'll do two things. We're going to give away a link to the um, first chapter of this book as an ebook for everybody. Uh, so um, that's going to help unpack that uh, Rubik's Cube concept and the vision story, et cetera, that you're alluding to. Uh, but then also for your listeners, um, whoever is the first person to write, I guess in the show notes or however they get it to you, Nick, uh, if they write the word remarkable in all capitals, um, I'll send a signed uh, hard copy uh, right through the mail to them. So uh, first Beautiful. person to write remarkable in all caps and they get it to, to Nick. Nick, you're going to be responsible for that. You let me know uh, who they are and what their address is and we'll turn that right around for them. A absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you for, for that resource for the doctors. I'll make sure to include that information in the show notes, the link, uh, where you can send the remarkable so you can claim your, your copy of the book. Um, go get it, go get the book. Uh, it's a great resource for, for those that are looking to really get a vision, um, learn the strategies and go through the four seasons and have, uh, that exit strategy in mind for when you're at that cycle in your business working backwards so you know exactly where you're going um that is super super powerful dr steven i i'm super thankful that you could share some of that knowledge with us today uh i appreciate really really appreciate your time you guys have a great group uh, a great system and um really great concepts that i think a lot of doctors are going to appreciate man it is my pleasure and privilege to speak with you and your audience and anytime i can get in front of chiropractors i take the opportunity so i appreciate that if anybody wants to learn more about us and the Remarkable Practice, uh, just go to theremarkablepractice.com. So theremarkablepractice.com. Check out our new site. Uh, we're easy to find um, on Facebook. We've got a robust free private group. And then follow us on our podcast, Remarkable CEO Podcast. So thanks so much, Nick. Absolutely. Thanks again, Dr. Steven. We will chat soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Cairo Basics Podcast. If you liked the episode, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and YouTube. You can learn more about chiropractic success online at chirobasics.com. That's C-H-I-R-O-B-A-S-I-X.com. See you next time.